Welcome to Equestrian Movement's First Do No Harm podcast. I'm your host, Katie Boniface, co-founder of Equestrian Movement with Sarah Gallagher. We work with horse riders who want to build a stronger bond and a deeper connection with their horses. In our First Do No Harm podcast, we discuss with other industry professionals how to work with horses to firstly do no harm and secondly support their mental, emotional and physical well-being throughout the training process so that we have horses that enjoy learning and ask to be ridden. Each episode, we discuss the different influences our training can have and how we can improve our horses' overall athleticism, soundness of mind and body, and emotional fortitude, while strengthening and deepening our relationship with our horses. Each week, I will endeavor to bring to you a new episode on horse riding, training, handling and husbandry or an interview with other industry professionals to help you address where and why you might get stuck in creating the beautiful union of dancing souls that is the equestrian sport. Are you ready to kick off today's show? Let's get started. Hey team, Katie here from Equestrian Movement and we are doing episode four of the first Do No Harm podcast. And today we're taking a slight turn because we are midway through our Stronger Bond workshop. I wanted to go into some of the questions that we have come through with our Stronger Bond workshop because I think it gives a real insight into the kind of issues that you guys might be dealing with and how we address them. If you want to join us in this free workshop, make sure you have uh, either joined our email list and signed up or you are in the Facebook group and you can join us live and you can ask me questions directly live in the training or catch the replays and I will uh, answer them when you're on and I'm awake because I know that there's some time differences for us and everybody else that joins us. So a couple of, uh, we get a couple of running themes in our workshop. Uh, We do see a lot of our members that join, join because they've just got their horse and they're wanting to start off on the right foot with building a connection, which is brilliant. Uh, I think that some people probably don't really understand what a connection looks like and how to achieve it. It's kind of this like magical place that happens uh, unintentionally with our heart horse after like 10 years of owning them or something like that. Like we can do things that build our relationship and the connection, but yeah, there is time involved. And then we can see horses that have big behavioral problems and unfortunately, it's it's quite hard for us because some of these horses do have severe and significant underlying physical traumas. We've had, you know, fractures, breaks, severe arthritis, and our members are finding us and our students and uh, workshop attendees are finding us too late, which is absolutely heartbreaking for us because We're here to try and drive the industry forward into a more humane way of working with horses and ensuring that they don't have to experience this kind of physical trauma in the training process. Typically, these horses are sold on or handed on uh, with the previous owners knowing that there's something not quite right and not investigating further or knowingly uh, drugging them and selling them to kind of you know, cut their losses and still make a profit. And our students purchase them without knowing how 
severe these underlying traumas are and they're having to deal with really big behavioral problems that are the result of severe pain. And this is why our first philosophy is always first do no harm. If your horse is experiencing, if you're experiencing really extreme behaviors with your horse, you need to talk to your vet and you need to investigate further. You need to open the pathway of communication with your horse so that your horse can tell you that they have a problem rather than just try and scare you away from them or try and run away from you. And these are some of the big behaviors that people come to us for is that their horses are being incredibly aggressive and absolutely terrifying to the owners and really what they're trying to tell them is that they are in an incredible amount of pain that needs to be addressed. So that is a really sad aspect of of um, what we deal with in our Stronger Bond workshop. But overall, we have a really fun time. We love getting to know you guys from around the world and getting to know a little bit more about your horses and your wins and your challenges and trying to help you guys grow together. (laughs) Uh, So I wanted to share a couple of our um, workshop attendees, uh, why why they joined the workshop. So one of our workshop attendees came into our workshop because she feels like her and her horse don't connect. Such a common reason. I mean, that's basically what we teach on. So we are the people to come to if you have no idea what a connection is or how to achieve it. And it is a it is a big one because a lot of our good horses are good horses because they're a little bit shut down. If you haven't listened to our podcast about whether or not your horse is shut down, please go and listen to it. Uh, It is very easy to accidentally get a horse to shut down, especially if they're also experiencing pain. And you will feel like your horse is doing the things that you ask because you ask of them. But you won't feel your horse is engaging with you. And that's what the connection is. We we want them to look to us. We want them to maintain eye contact. If they are looking away from you and choosing not to look you in the eye, that's a pretty clear indication that you do not have a connection or a relationship established. If they're walking away from you in the paddock, if they're not staying with you when you go and do things, if they don't really like you touching them. There's uh, lots of sort of signals that would suggest sometimes when our horses don't want to have that emotional connection with us because they've been burnt in the past. And what it does mean is that we have to prioritize that connection first and troubleshoot our first do no harm, ensure that our horses are not experiencing pain and open up that pathway of communication so that they can say yes or no and tell us if we need to look into things deeper. And in the process of opening up the pathway of communication, asking for permission when we ask things of them rather than submission and showing up for them, helping them process their emotions when the exercises or their environment is stressful for them that connection builds. The connection is them bringing their walls down. Those walls are up for previous experiences where they feel they need to protect themselves from us. And each time that we do something that can prove our worth to them, another wall comes down and that connection gets deeper. Quite often we'll talk about how 
whilst we would never wish it on anybody, how a horse that has an injury or a health crisis, how we show up for them through that and can be the one that's caring and looking after them, really forges that relationship deeper because our horses are dependent on us to get through that crisis and in the process they are incredibly vulnerable and in the process of being vulnerable they let us in to care for them and we can show them how much we care by getting them through that crisis to the other side of health. This is what a connection looks like and whilst we would never wish on anybody a health crisis with their horse, we want to use other tools to build this connection that bring the horse's walls down so that they can feel comfortable being vulnerable with us and then in the process build trust and connection through that. Which is why it's so important that we really try hard not to overface our horse in challenging situations. We need to just gently build the confidence in themselves and us and their trust in themselves and us and then just gently test it in a way that is going to result in a positive outcome. So for example if something that you were looking to do with your horse was to take it out for a trial ride rather than just going oh this is the first time I'm ever riding this horse I'm going to take it out for a trial ride you might want to start with just getting to know each other on the ground first, uh, getting to know how your horse interacts with scary things on the ground first, how it deals with its own stress and then how figuring out how you and that horse are going to work together. This might take a good year before you're actually ready to go out and explore your environment together. And that is a really good way of building a connection from the get-go rather than overfacing and I don't like to say traumatizing but you know that emotional trauma from something being too scary or they get hurt in the process and so they never truly get comfortable in doing that thing again that's where we start to break that connection and that, that trust. So one of our other workshop attendees um, questions was she feels like she's not the right person for her horse. I don't know how to teach them properly. I really just want to learn patience and how to relax more so I can be a partner that my horse can trust. This is such a beautiful question and sentiment and it's something that I know a lot of our members feel is they feel like they're not good enough for their horse because maybe they feel like they're lacking in the education required to do the training with the horses. This is one of the really important concepts that we cover in our Stronger Bond workshop is that it's not about your level of education necessarily that is what builds that relationship with your horse and builds that trust with your horse yes you potentially may need to help get some help from a trainer or a coach or you know even join our membership and figure out how you're going to cue things in and work with your horse but the difference between you and a professional trainer, you as your horse owner and a professional trainer, is that a professional trainer, yes, they understand how to teach the horse cues and cue them in and force submission. They do not have time to get to know your horse, show your horse how to process emotions and interact with their environment in a positive way. They do not have time to build a level of trust and confidence from the horse that they can show the horse how to, you know, learn within themselves how to deal with stressful experiences and stressful environments. This is 
what is so valuable for us as horse owners is that we have the time, we have all the time in the world to spend with our horses, to show them uh, that they can trust us, to connect with us and then help them deal with their environment and deal with their stress and their pressure load so that we are actually, um, you know, building their emotional resilience rather than just sending them away quickly to, to learn some new cues. So uh, there are times where you may decide that your personality and your horse's personality do not gel. Uh, I refuse to accept that. (laughs) So I will always change myself to to make it gel. (laughs) Um, But there are... I totally understand that there are circumstances where um, different personality might be more appropriate for your horse and you need something that is more suited to your needs because you can't spend every waking hour working on that relationship with your horse. But know that sending your horse to the trainer to get them more educated is not going to help their um, coping mechanism and their ability to deal with stress because the best tool that a trainer has to teach a horse how to deal with its emotions is to disconnect emotionally. This is where our horses are going to feel stressed, overwhelmed, scared by their environment and us as trainers don't want to deal with the behaviors that are resulting from it and teach the horses how to to not react. That is where the key is. That is where the difference is. When we talk about submission, we're telling our horses not to react. When we're talking about connection, we're showing our horses how to process emotionally and get themselves into a better place to deal with that stress and how to look for us look to us for us to guide them through that process and that is what we have to offer for our horses that an educated professional cannot a lot of our members have pushy horses so this is a horse (laughs) we tend to have our horses on two ends of the spectrum Um, you know our heavier breeds tend to know their size and their weight and be happy to push us around whereas the lighter or smaller breeds tend to also know their size and they're generally more on the flighty end of the spectrum anyway because they've been bred to run not pull and so they tend to we get the spooky questions from that end of the horse breed spectrum and we get the pushy questions from the other end. So part of understanding your horse and your horse's needs and is understanding their temperament and understanding where they kind of sit behaviorally. What is their normal? So a heavy horse, their normal is to push back into you if they don't want to do what you're asking of them. A flighty horse their normal is to try and get away with, away from you if um, you're putting too much pressure or stress on them. But they also tend to be people pleasers as well. So they kind of cope, 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 and then spook because they're just overloaded with how far they're stretching their coping mechanism without actually truly processing emotionally. So pushy, ba- pushy horses, they do require consistent boundary set But it is also really important that you circle back around and and reconnect. It's not just boundary, 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 wall, 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 wall. This is what I expect from you. 
and you must do it because that is where we create that disconnect with our horses where they're not looking to have a relationship with us they're just doing as they're told and so again we'll see it in their body language where they don't want to give us eye contact they might not want us to touch them they'll get nippy when we're grooming them tacking them up they won't want us to catch them they'll run away from us in the paddock so the pushy horses whilst they still need these boundaries set and established with them we still need to circle back around and reconnect and um, we have our tools for how we develop connection with our horses and so that comes down to you know what tools do you use to build your relationship with your horse Lastly, we have uh, quite a few horses that come through that are aggressive. I know that a lot of people will say there's no such thing as an aggressive horse and horses aren't um, aggressive and then there's this whole thing about the dominance theory being debunked as well. It's not until you experience an aggressive horse that you realize that horses can be aggressive. And a lot of the time, of course, there is, you know, an environmental situation that has led to that level of aggression and potentially an human interaction that has led to it. The thing about the dominance theory is that it's tested in a herd animal within their herd. It's not tested on, it, it wasn't um, an experiment on herd horses interacting with stranger horse that wanted to take over the herd uh, one of the bachelor stallions and it also wasn't you know horses don't live in these perfect herd conditions they get boxed without getting let out they get paddocked away from other horses and so they don't learn appropriate interactions and how to build relationships because they don't have a horse an older horse teaching them what's appropriate and pulling their head in when they they're being too bold or pushy or dominant. Oh my goodness, I used the word. <laughs> so when we are working with these aggressive horses, we need to address, firstly, rule out any potential pain. A lot of these aggressive horse- horses are the ones that we later found out had the physical problems. They were the ones with the breaks, the fractures, the severe Uh, physical traumas to their body that meant that they were in an excessive amount of pain and it was that kind of pain that was leading to the aggressive tendencies. Secondly, we need to establish, like, this is where connection and relationship is key. You may, in the process, need to use a lot of protected contact so that you are keeping yourself safe while your horse deals with itself emotionally, but what an aggressive horse is they're the same as a spooky horse they're scared so we work with a spooky horse by building their confidence building their trust building our relationship with them and showing them how to be confident in how they work with us because they're scared and so they're running away well that's exactly the same as how aggression works they're scared and so they're acting aggressively to the thing that they're scared of a horse that isn't scared doesn't have anything to be aggressive at 
There is another flip side to this situation where aggression can be kind of like mounted frustration from not knowing the answer and learning. So feeling maybe feeling incredibly frustrated by their environment, um, you know, being constantly stabled or not having enough in of um, interaction within their daily life to feel fulfilled fulfilled they may be frustrated there and then also if we're putting lots of pressure on them in training and we're not giving them that reward to show them that they're doing the right thing then they get frustrated it's actually a a chemical neurotransmitter response where um, what they would normally get is a dopamine hit when they get rewarded for finding the correct answer. Anti-dopamine leads to frustration, leads to anger, leads aggression. These horses may need a slightly different structure within their training environment to get them better managing their frustration and therefore their aggression to get to to that point of learning. Definitely if you have a horse that has those kind of aggressive tendencies, seek support, but seek the right kind of support, not the kind that's going to say, oh, your horse is just being naughty, you need to push them through it because 100% your horse will come back at you tenfold, but making sure that you work with your vet to rule out all issues and then, you know, something that is actually quite good with the aggressive horses is clicker training so finding a way that you can work with your horse to really clearly mark their positive interactions and reward them so that they are getting that dopamine hit and they're not getting the dopamine blocked so that's a couple of the training issues that we see when we're working with our members in the stronger bond workshop obviously There's plenty more that we love to help you with and support you with. If you think that you would like some help with how you build your relationship and your connection with your horse, please just send us a message, let us know, and we will get you on board, get you going through the workshop. Uh, We love supporting you and your horse in building deeper relationships and connections so that our horses are happier and healthier more positive and more willing, engaged, connected and consenting in their work. If you're loving what you're learning in the podcast, you've got to come check out the Arena Classroom. The Arena Classroom is our community for all things training for connection, where we delve into exercises to build our horses' trainability, process emotion and build emotional resilience. It's where you can get individual help applying our tools like consent, communication, confidence through curiosity, connection, and so much more. It's where you learn a level of communication and connection that will blow your mind and other trainers will tell you it's not possible. It is a safe community where you can learn training tools not shared on the podcast that will open up that connection and will further build your confidence in you and your horse's potential so that you can stop doubting that you're good enough for your horse and questioning if you're doing the right thing. It's where you can come hang out and connect with other First Do No Harm trainers just like you and me. It's my favourite place on earth and it will revolutionise what you believe to be possible with your horse. I guarantee it. Come join us at www.equestriummovement.com forward slash the arena classroom.